The NWSL regular season is just beginning, but the Challenge Cup is coming to an end. The Washington Spirit and North Carolina Courage meet in the final there on Saturday, and Meg Linehan is here to talk about that matchup, the Spirit's absolutely insane victory over O.L. Reign in the semifinal, and where the Challenge Cup fits in the broader NWSL ecosystem. From The Athletic, I'm Alex Abnos, and this is Soccer Every Day for the weekend of Friday, May 6th. It's Friday, and we have a very consequential weekend of NWSL action ahead of us, which is why I have Meg Linehan with me here on Soccer Every Day. Meg, we are just coming off of maybe one of the craziest NWSL-related games we've seen in recent years. An absolutely insane uh, Challenge Cup semifinal uh, against the uh, the Spirit and the Rain. This had a penalty decision. This had penalties that went to goalkeepers taking penalties, which is my personal favorite. But willingly, <laughs> willingly. <laughs> my personal favorite form of, uh, of, of penalty that can possibly exist anywhere. Can you sum up this game for us in uh, as best you can? Like what what happened here? (laughs) (laughs) This was pure NWSL, right? Like this is this is like the unhinged energy we expect from the NWSL, where something goes wrong and somehow we also get like the best possible outcome from it. Like it is just. In terms of the the stuff that is going to come out of this game that we're going to enjoy forever, first of all, I think we have to acknowledge the cultural reset that is Jess Fishlock of OL Reign and Ashley Hatch of Washington Spirit arguing with the center ref in like full, <laughs> full, both, <of> <laughs> both like full Italian mode, right? Like this is going to be, you know, we, we haven't had like a good meme base since Emily Sonnet versus A-Rod a couple years yeah. ago, right? Which was like the most chaotic one that we've gotten in a while. So like first we have to acknowledge that because if we had even just ended with that alone, this game would have been worth it. But to get into the pure unhinged WSL <laughs> <laughs> energy of like legitimately the last 30 seconds of this game, right? Very back and forth affair. O.L. Reign scores a goal, called offside, legit, right, decision. The ref has arguably lost control of this game, like, pretty early. Like, there are decisions that could have gone either way for both teams. But O.L. Reign earns a corner, sends the ball in. It it hits a defender's arm, and I... Pretty, pretty, pretty clear. Pretty clearly hits the arm. It is... It is... I just remember looking at that and being like, oh, okay, well... There it is. And uh, just for context, too, Megan Rapino has been subbed on in the dying moments of this game specifically for penalty kicks, right. right? So you're looking at this thinking, okay, clear, clear handball. Megan Rapino's on the field. We're done here. That is the exact opposite of what happens. No handball is given. The final whistle, we go to penalty kicks, which are then the best penalty kick shootout we, we've ever had in the end of itself by like a lot. Right. The spirit winning that one, I believe it I believe it came out to nine nine, nine to eight. eight? I, oh man. Once yes. you get past seven in, in shootouts, you you have a good shootout and nine eight is just and, amazing. and both goalkeepers, I mean, what was so fun about that that penalty kick shootout, which again should never have taken place, <laughs> is that you've got two of the best goalkeepers in the league going up, but also Every single penalty until I believe the seventh round, which is when both Aubrey Kingsbury and Fallon Tullis Joyce both made saves, right? Which again, insane, yeah. but 
you have just every single player stepping up and burying them. And in the third round, Washington Spirit, Aubrey Kingsbury, their goalkeeper, steps up. And I was losing my mind of third round goalkeeper penalty, willingly taking it. Incredible. Incredible. I mean, the plus side for you, Meg, you made a bold prediction uh, in the athletic (laughs) Uh, that the Washington Spirit would never lose the game again. At least <laughs> this was the most dramatic version of that you could ever, ever imagine. I mean, it was it was just you know, and and it was funny because you know Steph and I are both watching. There's also an entirely other game right. happening at this exact moment, and also uh, Can- Kansas City is scoring a goal, trying to like cl- come back against the North Carolina at this exact moment. Um, Steph and I are talking, right? And going like, which post game do you want to be in? And she's like, I'm already in the spirit. And I was like, well, I am absolutely ready to hop into this OL Reign press conference. And Megan Rapino is back. And of course, you know, she's, she's going to have some thoughts. Um, Laura Harvey is no stranger to NW Self Finds, unfortunately. And she, she was trying so hard to behave, but I think there was just, you know, I, I think we try to have an understanding that the referees in the NWL are wildly underpaid. Like the resources, Steph has done such great work trying to explain that. But also, you see that obvious a call, and I get the frustration coming out of that OL Rain press conference last night. Truly, yeah, that's uh, certainly very understandable. But the game is over, and now we have an NWL Challenge Cup final to look forward to. Uh, the spirit unbeaten streak. That dates back to I, be- on I believe September of last year uh, is is ongoing, yep. and who knows your your prediction of of no more losses for them this year might actually just come true. But in order to do that, they'll need to beat the North Carolina Courage in the final. Uh, the Challenge Cup final takes place at one p.m. on Saturday. That'll be on CBS and Paramount Plus. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The Challenge Cup, I think, generally is in, is occupies sort of a weird spot in the NWSL because it's a preseason tournament, but at the same time, it gets a lot of marketing dollars. It gets the final on big CBS. Um what do you think that we should expect from this particular final, given that the Challenge Cup is in such a weird place? And what do you think we learned from this edition of the Challenge Cup? Do you think it's useful to teams? Uh, you know, what what have sort of some of the takeaways been? Yeah, so let's let's start with Saturday. Um, I think what we have seen from the Challenge Cup overall is that you know, the teams that want to win things want to win things, and they don't really care when it's happening. They're going to, you know, North Carolina wants to win things. Washington Spirit wants to win things. O.L. Rain wants to win things, right? Trophies um, are trophies. 
Yeah, trophies, they they don't care what, and, and there's money on the line for these players too. You know, there's a sponsor that's come in and, and said, hey, we're going to give you thousands of dollars if you win this trophy. Like there's a legitimate tangible benefit to the players, but there's also, I think, some some momentum. And for the spirit too, if they can come off a, a championship win and then immediately win the next trophy, that's that's a that's a big statement. Um, North Carolina, I think, is is in a very different space, right? Just in terms of, They've kind of got this big project of their roster, new head coach in Sean uh, Nahas. And I, I think that, you know, they hosting is very interesting too, right? Like, you know, we kind of glossed over the fact that O.L. Reign were the number one seed coming into the Challenge Cup playoffs and playing in D.C. Um, so now you get the the joy of North Carolina hosting the Challenge Cup final here. And Spirit always knew that they were going to be on the road, but... These two teams saw each other in the East, and I think we've seen that North Carolina can get opened up a little bit. Washington has not necessarily looked perfect, but they have looked like a team that is continuing to be one of the top two in the league. But, you know, in a single game, anything can happen. And you have a player on North Carolina who I will rave about every chance I get in Dabinia, who loves a TV game. Loves a TV game. She's scored in every single Challenge Cup game that she's played in so far, too. Like she's on a scoring streak. She loves to pull out the tricks when 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 the lights are on. That's for that's that's for sure. And I would yeah. say that's also true in what we've seen so far in the young career of Trinity Rodman as well. Of course, I'm thinking of the playoffs last year and her amazing run with with the Washington Spirit. Uh, let's move to the Challenge Cup more broadly. As I mentioned, it's sort of. Uh, Weird spot, you know, I would imagine that the tournament was probably more useful for the two expansion teams, San Diego Wave and Angel City. Um, would you agree with that? Or do you think there was uh, there was use there for, for all the teams in, in one way or another? I mean, I think it's better than what we've seen out of a usual preseason, right, where they're playing college teams. Like, there's just nothing like an NWSL level matchup and so i think that there is some use to it as a preseason tournament i think the question becomes is does the entire thing stay in preseason but in terms of what we got out of it in 2022 i think that there are like some really good pros and then some like really awful cons because yes angel city and san diego wave got i think huge value out of it because it actually got them a chance to play against teams like portland and all rain and against each other we got like a really good TV number out of Angel City versus San Diego. So big pros, but we also saw a lot of injuries happening because I think the pressure of these games this early in the season maybe maybe played into that. We don't have like a huge amount of data to go off of, but yeah. you know, that was one of the big narratives of the early Challenge Cup stuff is losing major players like Lynn Williams and and everyone else that Marta, right? Like a huge amount of injuries sweeping through challenge cup so you know i think there's always going to be there's a there's a multi-year sponsorship behind it so challenge cup is going to exist in some form and i think you know that's been the conversation this whole time is where does it have the most value and what are teams getting out of it and just having covered gotham in person for for you know what they got out of challenge cup like i think they in the end found it very useful because they did not look great and had changed the roster pretty drastically. So they got some really meaningful games in yeah. to try to figure that out before the regular season. Yeah, it's one of those really 
there's a lot of like places in soccer worldwide where we have these weird COVID holdover things. And the Challenge Cup, I think, is definitely going to be one of those to keep an eye on in NWSL for a while. Because, of course, it was started as sort of like a return to play tournament and got a sponsorship. And now it's just kind of here and we're we're still... (laughs) Yeah, you know, it, it, we talk a lot about how there's not really a lot of history about behind it, but I think that there is such an appeal for the NWSL to have additional competitions. Yeah. A, not just from a, a sponsorship marketing, that sort of sense, but to give additional trophies. to. And I think there is a real value in that tournament format, too, in terms of pulling in new fans because there's kind of immediate stakes instead of the long grind of a 22-24 game season and then also play, you know, like the 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 regular season to wrap your head around that as a new fan is a lot, whereas Challenge Cup is very instantly digestible. It'll be very interesting to see where it goes or what it ends up becoming when slash if U.S. soccer uh, introduces a women's Open Cup. But who knows when that could potentially happen? Fingers crossed. Uh, Meg, of course, the Challenge Cup final is not the only action in NWSL happening this weekend because in yet another odd quirk of this tournament, it is taking place simultaneously with the very beginning of the regular season. We uh, had an interesting opening weekend. I know that you were at Angel City's uh, debut, I guess, their home opener at Bank of California Stadium. Uh, You wrote an excellent story about it that everybody should check out on The Athletic. It'll be linked in the show's description. But what other games are happening this weekend that are particularly intriguing for you? What are you looking forward to seeing? What should people absolutely, definitely tune in for? Yeah, San Diego is opening up their uh, regular season at home uh, up against Gotham. So it's actually the same day as the Challenge Cup final. So we've got a game at 1 p.m. and then 10 p.m. Eastern. So, of course, you know, it's just just end of this all things. Um, But I think the the game that I'm very interested to see is, you know, Orlando Pride are kind of the way I can put it is like lost in the wilderness right at the moment. Right. Um, Coming off a a three nothing loss to Gotham did not look great. During Challenge Cup, again, kind of, you know, Marta being the key to that team and and team captain losing her. So they're heading to Angel City. Angel City is obviously coming off all of that momentum from Friday. A huge, truly unexpected upset against the North Carolina Courage and hanging on for dear life against that team. It was a great game. It was, nice, <laughs> it, was it was truly like I, you know, I've said this many times. I have never been in an NWSL game yeah. like it. But even just from a game point of view, it was intensely fun. Yeah. Um, but there is also kind of like the fun side plot of of Angel City's captain, Allie Riley, playing against her former team in Orlando. So it's always kind of interesting to see those things play out. So there's there's a couple, if you don't mind, although I will say Angel City's kind of an early game for West Coast. So I think it's at 8 p.m. Yeah. But, you know, I'm watching the West Coast teams again because now I think we're finally getting the sense of how the expansion teams are moving from Challenge Cup into regular season. And I think, honestly, Wave and Gotham is going to be a really interesting matchup because I kind of have them at the same general level right at the moment. It'll be interesting to see how all that plays out over the opening weeks of the season. And, of course, uh, very interesting to see who ends up up capturing this edition of the Challenge Cup. Uh, Meg, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for having me. Now, before we go, a quick TV guide for this weekend. We're not going to run through all of the 
important games, but going to give you a few important ones for each day. As usual, all times are Eastern. Starting today, Friday, in Serie A, we have a couple important games at 12.45 p.m. Inter Milan Internazionale plays Empoli on Paramount+. Plus. That game is, of course, very important in the title race, and if you're a fan of Juventus, they play Genoa at 3 p.m. also on Paramount+. Plus. Saturday, of course, is a big day, very busy as usual. It starts at 9.30 a.m. in the Bundesliga, Hoffenheim hosting Bayer Leverkusen on ESPN+. Plus. Leverkusen can secure a Champions League spot with a win. At 2.45 p.m., a big game in the English Premier League, Liverpool versus Tottenham Hotspur. That is on USA Network. Liverpool obviously needs to win to keep pace in the title race. Tottenham Hotspur needs to win in their battle for fourth spot and the Champions League place that comes with that. Very, very interesting. Lots of stakes there indeed. Moving on to Saturday evening, we have the Liga MX Repechaje, the reclassification. This is basically an NBA parlance, the play-in tournament for the Liga, the playoffs. And uh, basically, all the teams that finished mid-table or thereabouts in Liga MX play each other and take up the lower seeds in the uh, Liga MX playoffs. We have two games there tonight or I, I should say on Saturday night at 6.45 p.m., Cruz Azul playing Necaxa. That is on Tudeyane and Univision. And then at 9 p.m., Monterrey hosting Atletico San Luis. That is on Fox Sports 2 and Fox Deportes. Your nightcap for Saturday night is actually a pretty good MLS matchup. Los Angeles FC, currently top of the table, hosting Philadelphia Union, one of the better sides in MLS in recent years, and very, very good away from home, generally speaking. That is, again, at 11 p.m. on ESPN+, or potentially on your local channels if you happen to live in either Los Angeles or Philadelphia. But don't stay up too late, because Sunday gets started early with a really, really intriguing uh, matchup in Belgium. A favorite of this show, maybe meaning just a favorite of mine personally, Union Saint-Gilloise, the Leicester City of Belgium this year. They play Club Bruges at 7.30 a.m. on ESPN+. Uh, the Belgian league system is really interesting in that at the end of the regular season where everybody plays each other in a standard sort of round-robin format, they take the top four teams and basically have a mini-league among those four teams, and then whoever still comes out on the top after that is named the champion. So Union saint gilles is on top of the Belgian league after the full round-robin, but they haven't fully completed the, I guess, mini-league yet, and this game is part of that. Club Bruges, traditionally a very, very good team in Belgium, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Union saint gilles by the way, they were awarded three points at the end of the regular season because of riots from visiting fans in their last match of the season, so those could be really, really important here. And if you just want to know one more cool thing about Union saint gilles I covered a lot of them with Brooks Peck in a previous show. Uh, before that game, their last regular season game, they held a parade the purpose of which was to make it uh, raise money and make it easier for elderly fans that live in nursing homes to go see their games. Now, that's a pretty noble intention on its own uh, until you consider the context after which it gets even more noble. Union St. Gilles' whole history is that they haven't been successful at all since maybe like the 50s or 60s. The point being, anybody that was alive to see them when they were last in their heyday is likely currently in a nursing home right now. So they're basically making it more possible for the people that are still alive to see their rise back up the the league table in Belgium uh, to go and actually see them in person. And I don't know, isn't that just amazing? You should watch them. Again, that's at 7.30 a.m. on ESPN+. Take every chance you get this year, and there's not going to be too many more of them to see Union saint gilles 
Sunday moves on at 9 a.m. Arsenal playing Leeds United on Peacock. Again, that's another big one in the EPL race for fourth. And uh, also interesting to see where Jesse Marsh is able to take Leeds United after he's taken over. At 2.45 p.m., Hellas Verona hosting AC Milan. That is on CBS Sports Network. AC Milan, of course, still in the middle of the Serie A title race. And then at 11.30 a.m., Manchester City hosting Newcastle United on USA Network. They need to win or at least get a draw in order to maintain their title charge at the top of the Premier League, but they've obviously had a pretty exhausting week with their crazy Champions League exit to Real Madrid. Lastly, on Sunday, two more games, the only two remaining games in the Liga MX Repechaje. At 6 p.m., Puebla hosting Mazatlan on Tudeane, and at 8.15 p.m., Chivas de Guadalajara hosting Pumas. Soccer Every Day is now on YouTube alongside all of our other great podcasts. I'm sure we'll be posting more fun video stuff as the year goes on as well, but you should subscribe now. The link for that is in the show's description. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can subscribe for $1 a month for six months by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the games this weekend. Go Union St. Gilloise. And happy soccer to you all.